Welcome to Soup Pod Heroes. Welcome to Soup Pod Heroes. Listen to a podcast once, fool, fool you once. Listen to the podcast twice, fool you nice. You jump like a cougar when you, you miss, miss by a dime. Absolutely. This is Soup Pod Heroes. That's uh, Alex. That's Jack. Hi, Alex. Hi. Oh, I just hit my tooth on the microphone. <laughs> it's fine. It didn't hurt. But <laughs> listener at home, if it sounded like I made like a bonk, like that one TikTok filter, deep cut. Oh, I don't that know. was why. Oh, it's a yeah. very funny TikTok Listeners at home, filter. be careful. Make sure it take, <laughs> don't hit your teeth on a mic. I have... A uh, little bit, a little bit about me personally. A little bit about me. A little bit about you. Uh, <laughs> um, I have what about you? A slight overlap on my two front teeth, and I could oh. never get braces because insurance oh. only covers like medically necessary braces, and this is completely uh-huh. um, what's well, aesthetic. And oh, so, gotcha. I've always had this little tiny like overlap. You can't, you can't even see it. Like it's yeah. really tiny. Okay. But okay. I do regularly hit that tooth on things because it's just the tiniest bit more <laughs> a out there farther forward. than the okay. rest of my teeth. I, I might, I can't, you know, as a, we've many times been to pizza together and I love pizza, yes. but that's a food that's tough for me to bite because my teeth don't perfectly meet in the middle. Oh, that's hey. me trying to touch my teeth. <gasps> Whoa. There, there's a gap. There's a my little teeth. gap between the top and the bottom set of teeth. Yeah, I think my jaw's a little weird. Did you yeah. ever have braces? I had braces and I had yeah. a spacer, which is the metal thing they put at the top of your the roof of your mouth that every day you turn it a little bit and it, it widens your top. It's very weird. I'm every, getting woozy. <laughs> in in high school every morning my my father would come, I would lie on the couch and my father would take a little key and put it at my spacer and turn it so it would space <sighs> my jaw out. A little more. It was awesome. We bonded over it. Hi, Dad. Aw, okay. That turned <laughs> nice. Yeah. And oh, that's great. Man. He would always be with me on all those kinds of things. When I was, I was going through tough things, we would, like, talk about, best, like, fantasy basketball team. We'd just have our own uh, selection process. And he would always leave the players I liked for me to select. Very nice. Did I know you were a big basketball fan? You did not, and I am. I'm a huge okay. basketball fan. I mean, I you know keep up with NBA stuff these days, so that's the. I think that's the trouble. I'm not talking about it all the time, but I loved it as a kid. Famously, almost stayed overnight at a basketball camp once, but I felt uncomfortable. I was notorious. I feel like I might have said this on the podcast before uh-huh. uh, for leaving sleepovers early because I would rather sleep uh, in my own bed at home. <laughs> hey, it was so good to see all of you, but I'm gonna go now. I'm going to call my mom and tell her I'm scared when yeah. really I just don't want to sleep on a cardboard yeah. box on the floor. <laughs> I love this cardboard box, but I also like my bed. Yeah. You all have a good time on the cardboard box in the living rooms. Now that we've watched Life Size starring Tyra Banks and Lindsay Lohan, I'm oh, wow. leaving. Hey, nice. I recently was looking at cameos do you know what cameo is i do know what cameo is it's a service where you pay a celebrity type to record a message a specific message for you that's correct um i bought one for my sister who i don't think has ever listened to this podcast so i'm going to slander her no i'm just kidding yeah Uh, she's graduating this week i was supposed to be in harrisburg to celebrate with her graduating from college Oh, right on yes um, and I'm not going, but I bought her a cameo from Jason Earls, who played Hannah Montana's brother on Hannah Montana. Yes, I actually can. I I can. I know this person. Yeah, he's a guy, yeah. like a shorter blonde guy. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I now have like a five minute video of him on my phone being like, <laughs> hey, Sabrina, like your sister, Alex. Like, and he actually did. <laughs> A phenomenal job. Oh, like, nice. I chose him very specifically because you can look at some of their... Is this fine? Uh, this is fine that I'm talking about this? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes. Right? Did I give a look or something? I'm <laughs> no. sorry. My Zoom looks are not as good as my in-person looks. I just feel like I'm coming there in... all the listeners. I'm like talking so much. I'm coming in <laughs> hot. <laughs> this is great, <laughs> okay, dog. Great. Um, I love a cameo. I was looking... I was looking at like all the Disney Channel stars who are $100 and under. And okay. you got like Raven's best friend. You got Mr. Mosby oh, from Zach and Cody. And you got this guy. And I was looking through all of them. And his Sweet were all consistently life. like 
five minutes long, like yeah. super personalized. Like he had looked up the school my sister went to and he was oh, like, looks nice. like it's a small school. You know, I went to a small school and I got like this great experience out of it. And I'm so like your family wishes. They it was really sweet and like seemed wow. very genuine. That's so sweet. I do. I do enjoy and that. He completed it seven hours after I put in the request. Wow. You know, as a, and, and, you know, you would have talked to me six months ago and I would have really dissed cameo, not knowing anything about it because the concept you're like, maybe this is dumb. Actually, no, I'm way into it too. I believe you've actually famously heard my, the cameo Emma listener and, and past guest and hopefully future guest on the pod sent me from Matt Rogers from Las Culturistas. And that was a big moment for me. Uh, And shout out to Emma and shout out to your sister, Sabrina. Shout out. Great. Double shout out. We'll play the, We'll play the theme song twice in a row now. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Wow, that was great. That was so good. Yeah. Um, so that Slightly different the second time. <laughs> I you, can, can you tell the difference? Right in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Wow. Mm. That was just, I, we were on a roll. Yeah, dude, you're you're cameo digging. <laughs> I'm chilling over here. My, I've also been well. I mean, I'm I'm sitting at home. I got a raspberry bubbly drink in mm-hmm. my hand. I've played close to or over forty hours of Final Fantasy thirteen in the last week alone. It's my life is good. That's right. Hadn't you downloaded <laughs> that like just after or just before recording one of these podcasts? I feel like you talked about it earlier and you're like i'm really excited to play this game this is not the first time you and i have discussed final fantasy 13 but it is a one-sided conversation that i'm forcing upon you i appreciate you just going with that you're the best oh always love that game how long does it take you to complete it or is it like an open world where you can kind of do your thing forever you know you know the answer is somewhere in between wow I don't know. Those games are long. You know, they're many, many hours. I've, I've played mm-hmm. hours and hours and I'm still, I've only now just reached the ninth level of the the, Chris, the Chris Stadium and I've just got Fang, just finally got some new saboteur uh, spells. I think mainly just one, but I think it's supposed to be an important spell and she got some like higher HP and stuff and not, you don't need higher yeah. MP because that, they don't even, they don't even bring up MP in this game because that, if classically always just stops you from using your mages anyway. So you're like, oh, I don't want to run out of MP. Wow. So I'm doing good. Okay, good. <laughs> 40 <laughs> hours. Matt has recently got into playing yeah. Madden. Oh, tight the, f- the football game. <laughs> oh, got it. <laughs> yes. Because I think, I don't actually know why it's called Madden. I know Steve Madden is a brand of shoes. <laughs> okay. Close. That is nice. Do you know John Madden? Uh, he's not the one Famous who came to America, foot- right? <laughs> no, you're thinking of Christopher Columbus. Oh, yep. That is who I got it confused. John Smith, I was thinking. John Smith. Got yeah. it. No, um, that is a famous football announcer. John Madden. Oh, okay. That's fun. You know, I think sometimes made fun of kind of for the way he would general, he would, he would speak in general statements when announcing of just like, uh, you know, the, oh, the team, they, you know, they scored more points this week and that brought them to the victory where you're kind of like, yeah, of course it did if they scored more points. I will say anyway, there is yeah. definitely a guy who's very much like, wow, they're on like, this is a third down and they have this many yards to go. And then there's like the color commentator who's like, I remember yeah. back in 1950 and they like very, they have very <laughs> distinct roles where it's like yeah. this one guy only recorded the like very like strategic one yard left for a first down. And the other guy's like, I remember back in da da da. Or this reminds yeah. me of da 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 da. They had very distinct script roles. Yeah. Well, okay. So the one, so the the guy doing the more basic stuff that is John Madden recording that, <laughs> I believe. Um, yeah. I mean, he he definitely is him in earlier games, and and he uh, works with one guy, and I can't remember that guy's name, but yeah. Great. Who's doing the color commentary? Good yeah. stuff. I'm learning a lot because <laughs> he'll play that and I'll do my little paint by yeah. number. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're painting, dog. I love that. But this week I did not watch him play oh. uh, Madden while I no. paint by numbered. I watched something else this weekend. And this week I did not play Final Fantasy 13 all day because <laughs> I did something else as well. Did you watch a movie? I watched a movie. Uh, should we just jump into it? 
You know it from the cinema. You remember this tall, lanky boy who was famous. Mm -hmm. You loved the director Edgar Wright's highly stylized films like Shaun of the Dead. You didn't remember that there's two very established Marvel superheroes in this film. You, there's a third person that plays a superhero that also is in it and surprised me as well. And will surprise you based on your face right now, Alex. (laughs) And that's because this week we watched... Scott Scott Pilgrim Pilgrim versus versus the World. world. Sweet. Wow. I was very excited uh, when you suggested this It's on Netflix right now for those of you that want to pause and go watch it. uh, Because it is... An amazing movie. It's really great. Uh, My brother came up here my first year uh, after college for Thanksgiving. And we watched so many movies because that's just what we do when we get together. And this was one he suggested because I hadn't seen it. And so we watched this together. And I remember watching this with my brother very fondly and being like, good suggestion, Walter Disney, who is okay with his name being said on the podcast. Okay, just making sure. and uh, Yeah, good. What is your first memory with this movie? Because this is an older one. I, yeah, I might have missed it in theaters, but my, I remember my brother had the Blu-ray of it, which you can play on certain DVD players, and I found, or like an Xbox he had. Mm-hmm. So I plugged his Xbox into a, the RTV, and I watched this movie, and I was like, holy crap. I didn't know who Edgar Wright was at the time. I did know Michael Sarah. It was freaking sweet. I loved it immediately. I mean, it's combining so many of my favorite things. It's a movie... It's about comic books and superheroes and video games, but it's got a lot of music in it. It's all my favorite things. I I really couldn't help but like watch this thinking, oh my God, like teenager, early adult Jack yeah. must have really, really like clung to this film as just a, not clung to, but like gravitated towards this film. Yeah. You see things like that and you're like, oh God, there's a place for me in the world. These are my people. Sure. I loved Juno when it came out. Like that was kind of the first indie movie I saw where I was like, oh, this movie, I like this movie. And that must mean I'm cool and have good taste. Yeah, that's a great one. Gosh, love that. So Michael Sarah, I hadn't watched this movie for a couple years. I don't know about you. Yeah, same as these. How old do you think he is in this? Like for real in this? Because it's the cast in general is is playing a bunch of young people. They're all like college age and some high schoolers. They say he's twenty two in this. Mm-hmm. His character he, dating a seventeen year old. We'll get into that. I would like um, to. <laughs> but yeah, is he twenty two in this? I am. I think he's a little. I bet he's twenty four. I bet he's twenty four, twenty five. Because he probably in super bad or whatever was like a little yeah. closer to nineteen, twenty, twenty one. And I believe. The woman that plays Knives Chow, I think she has a line about how being 25 is old, But I, and I read that she was 25 at the age of filming this, and I also read that she is older than Michael Sarah. so by the process of doing all that in my brain, I think he's younger than 25, mm-hmm. and I decided a number lower than 25 is 24. Perfect. Jack That's Bauer's age. That Jack Bauer, 24. Yeah. Um... That's, isn't that weird? That whole show, the whole time he was the age 24 every season. <laughs> he weird. looks, he doesn't look great. <laughs> yeah, that's 24. true. You're 24, you don't look great. Don't. He looks pretty chiseled. <laughs> yeah. Grizzled. grizzled. That's yeah. jinx. <laughs> <laughs> chiseled, grizzled, bought a soda with some fizzled, starring in the Three Musketeers back in the day, right? Disney's Three Musketeers that's plus right. D'Artagnan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Slumdog Millionaire. That's the final question he answers. Millionaire. Oh, yeah. Yes. Or one of them. I think it's the Oh, last who's one. one of the... Yeah, I got yeah. it. The question is like, who's the one of the things? D'Artagnan. So when this movie started, I oh, remember yeah. liking... <laughs> I remember liking Michael Sarah a lot by the end of this movie, or at least finding him compelling. Yeah. And then when this movie started, I was like, oh, he yeah. kind of sucks. At the he beginning. Su- he totally sucks. Especially coming off Green Hornet, where I'm like very now skeptical oh, yeah. of everyone yeah. who is like mildly a womanizer. I'm like, mm. 
he's yeah, and I, I don't know if he's a womanizer in this as much as he's a jerk, and and it it comes out in all of his romantic relationships for sure. That's a perfect way to this describe it. This character is a jerk. It's based on a comic book, Scott, or yeah, like a sweet comic book, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Mm-hmm. So they they stole the title basically, honestly, well, when they made plagiarism. it plagiarism. Plagiarism, <laughs> but um, yeah, like the and this is how the character is in the comic book, I believe, and I remember. Uh, I found this thing of Edgar Wright saying that he, uh, one of the reasons he cast Sarah uh, after seeing him in like Arrested Development was that he needed an actor that audiences would still follow even when the character is acting like an ass. I was like, yeah, you wouldn't follow everyone through that. I didn't follow Seth Rogen through it last week. Um, But Michael Sarah, you're like, this guy's a jerk, but it seems like he's, he doesn't know he's being a jerk and he might learn from it. And I think he does. I agree. Uh, I find him very compelling to watch. I like watching him. I think he's very funny and I think he's very awkward and is very like meta in and of himself or like very self-aware that like what he's doing and is constantly kind of narrating like this is bad. I know I shouldn't be doing this. Like I'll pay for this later. I'm sure. Which Mm -hmm. I find very compelling and like there is that tinge of like, oh, I've done that. Like "Mm, I get, I get that. Yeah. We're in the moment. There's no other choice. Yeah, and he gets himself sometimes to an awkward, awkward situation where he has to say something and neither answer is good. Yeah. And he literally turns and runs away from the situation. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, we've all been there. So essentially he has been broken up with by Natalie slash Envy, who yes. is now this big kind of indie rock star or alternative rock. I don't know the different genres. <laughs> uh <laughs> huh. You're right. Uh, who yeah. we find out is Brie Larson. Oh, surprise, wow. Captain Marvel! Wow. If I did not see I her name, that. I would not have known that that was she her. She has a different look. She yeah. sounds different she in sounds, it too. She talks like this kind of. Yeah, yeah, like kind of bubbly girly, but also like with a very put on sexy thing. Yes. Um, but also like she's a mean woman in it. Yeah, all that stuff is going on in that character. It's very cool. So he's brokenhearted and is, I guess, mm-hmm. rebounding with a 17-year-old who won't even, like, hold his hand in public. Mm-hmm. It's high school girl. Yes. Whose name is uh, Knives Chow. Knives Chow. Pretty cool name, gotta Pretty say. cool name. I like yeah. that name as well. He's dating her. Um, he's in a band. He plays bass. He plays bass in the Sex bob Which, lo- that is a very funny name to me. Yes. Do you know bob from... Uh, Mario? No. A, oh, Is it a character's um, name? Yeah, there's like these bomb things you can like kick and jump on and so many things and probably could be eaten by a Yoshi or something. Um, Is it the ones in Mario Kart yeah. that you like throw behind you? You know, those are exactly the things that they are. Great. Yeah, so Sex bob uh is kind of a play on that. There's so many video game references in this. The, in fact, so yeah. like this is not a superhero movie, right? But it's definitely a comic and there's definitely like a superhero super fighting element to it and stuff. I think so. so. It, it more than qualifies for super heroes. Absolutely. There are superhuman elements involved. Oh, yeah. Well said. Which well is, said. that's what I always think about mm-hmm. when I'm qualifying it. Yeah. And there's, yeah, I mean, even in just their daily lives and stuff, I mean, we'll get into like Edgar Wright's editing and directing style of this, but like there is a point where Mike, uh, where Michael Sarah, what's his name? Oh yeah. Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> where Scott Pilgrim and Knives Chow are like, hanging out on one of their like awkward dates and they go to like an arcade and they're playing what is, what is this game they're playing oh, they're God. playing like dance dance revolution but for ninjas yes <laughs> is that what it is yeah it's so cool to watch because they're like playing you know dance dance revolution the game with like the little like nine box square pad you put on the floor of your living room and you invite some friends over and you all dance into the night mm-hmm. when i'm in back when i'm in college mm-hmm yeah, um, but it's but instead of dancers, they're like ninjas in it. So they're like fighting together. It's very cute. They like flip yeah. over each other in the. It's very cute. I like that couple as well. for a moment. Um, do you think that there's like a different? I guess they do all kind of rail on him for dating a high schooler, but I feel like it's more yes. because she's a high schooler and less because there's a five year age difference between them. What's the di- What's the difference between what you said? What do you mean? I feel like they're more like. He could be 20 and they would be like, oh, but she's in high school. You know, Mm, it's not like there's five years in between. It's like, no, you're you're like graduated from college by now. 
Yeah, well, you know, Alex, it's an interesting time for youngsters, you know, and there's a there's a much bigger difference between, you know, one year when you're in high school to college than, you know, one year now. That's a very good point. I've thought a lot about that. We have a lot of old and f- young friends now, but in those days, yeah, they do give them a lot of shit for dating a high school kid. <laughs> I think rightfully so. I agree. And I like that they were very much just like, oh, she won't even hold hands with me. I was like, great. That's yeah, that made you're like, okay, God, this is just some weird thing that's going on with them. Yeah, this is like a uh, friendship, yeah. basically, that's maybe has some sort of romantic feeling to it. We've all been there. We'll all be there again one day. Absolutely. This, this is Supod Heroes. If you're just <laughs> tuning in now, hey, why'd you why'd you just scrub to eight minutes into the episode? That's weird. Are you gonna turn it off right after this and tell your friends you listened to the whole thing? You didn't. <laughs> You missed the whole intro. I have another question. Okay. What did you think of like his two bandmates? He slash three bandmates. Sex Bomb is an awesome band. We got to get in the music. But yeah, he's in a band with Steven Stills, the guitar player, lead singer. Okay. And is it Liz? That is uh, the drummer. I loved her. She was my favorite character in the whole movie. She's so amazing in this. She's so perfectly perfect. She is like every John Hughes character, just like mixed into one of like Breakfast Club, yeah. Pretty in Pink. She is Molly Ringwald. Like she's got so much justified attitude. Oh, yes. her name's Kim. Sorry, Kim. played by Allison Pill, who just oh. crushes it. She's so amazing in this. I love her. There's times, that, I mean, the, the 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 editing and the pace of this film is so hilarious and awesome and fast. And there's times where they're referencing her. And then the camera cuts to like five feet away and she's there staring at them. <laughs> Very funny. This movie's so funny, right? It It is really, really funny. And I think so much of it is the editing style, that yeah. quick editing where it's just, it's very in your face. It's very fast paced. It's like yeah, you don't have I mean, time to yeah. sit back and be like, was that a joke? Was that, who is? Mm-hmm. There's jokes all over. There's jokes in just the great script and stuff, but the editing really makes stuff pop. And his style, I mean, Shaun of the Dead and all, all the other Edgar Wright movies have this thing where someone is in their house and they're going to go to the bar. And so you just get, in five seconds, you see them like putting their keys in their pocket, brushing their teeth really fast, the door slamming, the door opening, and then they're at the bar. It's very... Cool, and that happens a ton in this movie. While conversations are... This this movie plays with time a bit, too, because, like, one conversation will be happening with Scott Pilgrim, but he'll have moved from location to location. It's very cool and abstract and stuff. Um, in fact, I, uh, Edgar Wright was talking about his influence for this movie, and he was talking about... Uh, I don't know this movie, but Mario Bava's 1968 film, Danger Diabolic, which is another adaptation of a comic series. Um, and he was talking about the style of that film, but you can see how he took it to this, where he said it's an Italian influence, a sense of completely unbridled imagination. They don't make any attempt to make it look realistic. Mario Bava's composition and staging has a real try-anything attitude. That's him describing the movie he loves, but I think we could also use that to describe this, right? A hundred percent. I mean, when we're not dealing with the super exes or maybe you know when we're in i feel like when we're in homes that's when it kind of gets the most quote-unquote realistic yeah maybe when we're at when we're at what's her face's place the main girl in this yeah ramona flowers ramona flowers or the yeah, band there's like real yeah. yeah there's like real emotional moments and like real grounded acting and stuff at times and it, it right when it needs it and then it goes into like magical type stuff but it, it doesn't make a big deal about it mm-hmm I really loved all of the moments in uh, Michael Sarah's home that he lives in, his basement yeah. with uh, Kieran yeah. Culkin. I think Macaulay Kieran Culkin's Culkin's. brother. Absolutely. Who uh, I also loved his character. He was my second he, favorite he's character. He's so <laughs> great in this. He's so hilarious as this roommate that is very snarky and always is kind of yeah yelling at a very sarcastic line, whether it's in conversation or whether he's at a concert and just screaming it at the bands. There's, he's hilarious in this. There's this bit that they do where... They, I guess, share a bed because it's a very small apartment. And so, like, Michael Sarah yeah. will wake up. Uh, Macaulay Culkin's <laughs> brother will wake up. And then whatever guy he's with will also wake up. Yeah. And, like, give funny. input. And just that seeing, like, 
oh, these two share a bed. Oh, and this guy's boyfriend is also there. Like, that's a very funny one, two, three reveal. (laughs) Oh, it's so great. Yeah, they play with that because it happens a couple of times. Yeah, it's very funny. They do that bit in the house where they highlight every item in the house that's owned by Kieran Culkin's character and every and he owns all the nice fancy stuff yeah. and then one random piece of crap will be like and, and Scott Pilgrim yeah. owns this. Yeah. Uh, there's so many great jokes like that all through uh, the movie. Well done. Those those elements of the like I guess video game ish like yeah not supernatural but like non natural stylized mm-hmm. elements are those in all of Edgar Wright's movies or um, i guess in some way no i don't i don't um i think the the crazy editing okay. is in there but i don't think these specific like comic book video game type things okay. i think are specifically coming out of this yeah because you get a lot of um there's a lot of like video game sounds like if you beat somebody you'd hear the sound of coins like a mario type thing um or yeah you hear this the legend of zelda music in there which is a pretty classic little cue yeah for my for my nerds out there yeah um yeah, and or there's and there's also a lot of um, yeah, what is it like comic book stuff? Like when there's a punch, th- like a like a sound effect onomatopoeia, mm-hmm. like blammo. There's a bunch of that stuff, mm-hmm. but it's not like obnoxious. It's like so coolly stylistic. In some of the fights, you see like every punch has like cool comic book, uh, like things flying like out, like sound of it. waves or something. Sound yeah. waves, totally. There's so much sound waves in this too, right? The fights and when the bands are playing. Yes. Because, again, I think people will know this movie, but he is fighting his new girlfriend's, all of her seven evil exes, while his band is going through, like, a battle of the bands, and everything is ridiculous about both of those. Yeah. Uh, So he, I guess, dreams about Ramona Flowers. She appears. Mm. They pretty quickly kind of fall into each other's lives, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, Michael Sarah and Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who is so pretty in this. I was loving that. Is um, she the same girl from cool. Sky High? No, no, okay. not the girl from Sky High. I do love that girl from Sky High. Yeah. Mary Elizabeth Winstead, she's in other stuff. That's okay. Um, she's probably an indie-ish actress or somewhat. Yeah, she does that. Indie she, she got that look. She got that cool girl look. She got that cool girl look. She got the booty. <laughs> no, you're right. She is. That's the woman from Sky High. Okay, I'm cool. Sorry that I. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, I forgive you. I thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for letting me be <laughs> forgiven too, because that's the thing that doesn't, ha- you know. Yeah. So they're both coming off big relationships ending because she just ended with Gilead. Gilead. Oh yeah. Gilly. Gillian. 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 Ga- garlic. Casablanca. Yes. Yeah. Gillian. <laughs> Yeah, they're both getting out of relationships and they find each other. And like you said, what unfolds is that he has to battle her seven evil exes, which yeah, I threw out this movie. I didn't get it on the first read through, but this movie is like kind of deep. Yeah. Cause it's what do you mean? Like you're when you are in a relationship, like you come with this baggage and whether that's in the mm-hmm. form of like exes or whatever, you know, family stuff. Like you uh-huh. as a partner have to accept like either battling this with yourself or like the movie deals with, like sometimes she has to step in and like they have to battle this baggage and like overcome this baggage together. And I was like, wow. oh my God, I okay. like this. Once she jumped in and was like, oh, I'll handle this. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. sometimes like we have to bat like try and beat our own baggage sometimes we can't and we need to like work that through with someone else wow okay this is a level i was not viewing the movie at and i I love that dude that's that's pretty great to me i could be reading into it as well but i at first was like why does he why does he have to fight all her exes like this seems very like damsel in distress and so i was kind of looking okay for a way a better read of it of like oh no that's because your partner has to accept your baggage before they can i love that yeah Okay. Yeah, because I was feeling the same thing. Why does he have to? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, nice, dude. That's my big takeaway. That's Alex's yeah. profound corner. And I don't think I don't think you're reading into it all. I think, you know, I think that's absolutely, especially like good. You know, bad art. There's nothing to read into it all. You can't come up with any ideas like that. Mm-hmm. Good shit is good enough that you'll come up with truths, even if it's not the exact truth they're slapping you in the face with. Okay. Good. I'm glad I wasn't reading into it too much because I was like, is this also just like a fun 
a video game did. music movie, which is you also know, great. Also is that. <laughs> That's also it's awesome. It's both. It is. Can we... Um, yes. Um, can we talk about the music a little I bit? I would love to. I would love to get into that. The music is so cool mm-hmm. in this. The, mu- the, 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 like the score is by Neil Godrich. Godrich mm. um, cool. But all the, there's all these bands in it, and each band had an actual life band write the music for it. <gasps> oh, I love that. Because, yeah, you have, you have Scott Pilgrim's Sex bob band, but then they're taking on uh, this band Crash and the Boys <laughs> at, a, at like a Battle of the Bands. And then later you see uh, Brie Larson's band, The Clash at Demon Head, and all those are based on real bands. That's so cool. And I won't tell you. Wh- okay, fine. I'll tell you. The Sex Bob. <laughs> Wait, okay, so Crash and the Boys. Do you remember Crash and the Boys? I do. From, the music is by the band Broken Social Scene, but of course the songs are only five seconds long, right? Yes. <laughs> Which I, I did love that. They, they're battle of the bands they played. Five second uh, songs that were incredibly intense for five seconds. Yeah. That was very um, that was very funny to me. <laughs> Brie Larson's band, The Clash at Demonhead, which is a great name, uh, is the music is by Metric, the band Metric. Really um, amazing band. Uh I loved that song that they play from I, Clash and Demonhead. I love that song. Like I was like, how do I get this on my iPod I, with my side bangs yeah. so I can like headbang oh in my mirror? <laughs> no, dude. When yeah, when I heard this back then, I remember being obsessed about this song, getting obsessed about Metric and a couple other amazing songs they have. Collect Call, look it up, best mm-hmm. song ever. Okay, good. Does Brie Larson actually sing in this? She does. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Metric wrote the songs, and Metric singer is amazing. But then they had all the. People in the movie sing, oh, uh, and some of them had to learn to play their instruments too. Sex Bob, I'm dead. Wow! Um, but yeah, Brie Larson sounds great in this. Of yeah. Like uh, friend, oh a friend, oh. I knew you were bow now now now. Yeah, uh. such a you know yeah. Seriously, look it up. I don't know what the name of it is, but look up the Clash at Demon Head and watch that song. It's so it's cool. so good. Just that like drum guitar bass like those three things yeah. in a song just like brings back such like distinct memories of the music that was coming out during that time and yeah. just those heavy sure. drums yeah. like oh yeah i mean especially i mean that was very awesome like indie alt rock and then you have the sex bob bombs that are like like very cool punk but also it's kind of like with the almost like a folky feel. The main guy is playing an acoustic guitar. And right. that made sense to me that it was punk and kind of folky because the music was written by Beck. <gasps> yeah. What? A man of, uh, of a wide range of styles, but definitely with yeah. a huge folky side. That's insane. Like I don't, I did not look up the budget for this movie, but there are so many elements like from having all those bands write this music to like the effects and everything. Like I don't, that's crazy. I thought this was like an indie movie that was like very, you know, $25 million budget, but I feel like that was not the case. No, dude, they got, (sighs) they could hire, they had crazy special effects and they could really hire some talent. I mean, Mm -hmm. I love Beck. He, he writes all that sex bomb stuff and i think he also writes his uh scott pilgrim's ramona song that he like <laughs> sings to her which is a very funny moment because he like you know whatever you like awkwardly performing the song for yeah. her right um but i do love that song it's actually it's a classic beck type thing because it really plays around with really cool chords in fact i want to play it okay i'm not gonna play that i'm gonna take on my guitar actually because oh. i had to learn it it's so cool Yay. it's so dumb though the way he mumbles it to her but applauding you're clapping on the microphone (laughs) that was great i can't wait to hear it when it's finished yeah (laughs) nice oh man so many good quips in this movie and great great little jokes i love a quip especially about the band and stuff Mm -hmm. in fact i think there was a joke that in earlier scripts of the movie that that uh got lost 
because the music is so cool, but it used to be that the running joke was you never actually got to hear any of the bands. <laughs> you just hear them introduce, and it would cut to the next scene, and somebody would be going, oh, my God, that was the best song ever. <laughs> and that is a funny joke, but I'm really glad we got to hear all this dope music. I totally agree. Um, because it's, like, so fun to have these bands come out and then have that kind of un- that vibe underscore all the fights that happen because these fights do oh, usually yeah. break out in these band places. So you kind of hear like 30 seconds of the song and then there's some like kind of remix or like the same vibe yeah. of that song underscores like the X battle that then happens. Oh yeah, dude. So it's cool. so cool. Yeah. And they're good like rocking songs. They're, they're simple too. I think especially the sex Bob on ones Beck was saying that he only took, uh, like two days to record, like write and record all the songs. Gosh dang it. And he was saying like, it needed to be underthought. They had to be funny, but he also wanted them to just sound raw like demos. And that totally comes across and just this cool groovy music that you end up having the fights too. Because I mean, yeah, he's fighting all these exes and one of the fights is his band with their instruments fighting another band like a DJ band. Yeah, like two twins, two Japanese yeah. twins who were like partial yeah. DJs. <laughs> yeah, and they like have a... Yeah, it's, like, it's the second round of the Battle of the Bands and it's called an amp versus amp where they're on... We're on stage at the same <laughs> yeah. time. And I'm like, pretty cool, pretty cool. Could never work in real life. You couldn't have two bands. I would hate time. that. That is like my biggest nightmare. I've tried to... Yeah. I've done improv shows where you do an improv at like a festival that's happening, but it's like a... Yeah. You know, like a a flea market or something you're like no one is paying attention to my improv because they're mm-hmm. at a flea market i assume it's like a similar oh. thing you're like wow, where does my attention go is it on the per- this performance or yeah yeah <laughs> maybe i'm projecting <laughs> what flea market it was like a open market in college or maybe it was like a culture market something like that you know actually i've played a lot of farmers market time type things and some people are so glad to see you and other people are just like why are you in the way of my fresh fruit or whatever they want yeah what was your favorite x battle if you have one wow there's a lot to choose one because it's the seven evil x's so i guess two of them are twins yes did she date each twin separately or did she date twins it's not established there that's a joke uh, where he's like was it at the same time and they're like it doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think it does i'm interested yeah how either of those work <laughs> um but i don't know if that's my favorite fight um i think my favorite fight was with the skateboarder turned film star lucas lee played by captain america himself Ooh. chris evans which was another huge surprise for me that i did not remember he was in this yes but yeah, pretty pretty early on, like the first half of the movie, he, he travels to a movie set and and we find out, oh, that guy used to date Ramona Flowers too and he has to fight this basically a skateboarder that turned into a movie star. <laughs> and Chris Evans walks up with like the most defined chin chin beard Ugh. thing I've ever seen. Chin, the most unnatural strap, looking beard. I think. Chin strap, yeah. that's what it is, yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty bad, you know, even him, I'm like, yeah, he looked good though. He did, but, um, of course. Yeah, but you just want—he looks so good. You just want to shave him and then, yeah. and then love him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My favorite. Okay. Was what do you think the vegan battle? Oh yeah. Uh, with Todd, who is Ramona's ex and is currently dating Brie Lawson's character. Oh yeah, there's a real um, love square there yeah which makes for a very funny scene with aubrey plaza where (laughs) oh god another huge surprise to see aubrey plaza in this she crushes in this right she's so she's so great in this and it's like a little less deadpan Mm -hmm. than she usually is which is a nice change oh yeah (laughs) i was gonna say playing the character we all know of aubrey plaza (laughs) because she well i guess she's like a little more mean well she's always mean though she's she's very snarky and mean yeah yeah no, it's probably she, the same. <laughs> no, it's a little... It feels different, though, than like a Parks and Rec, though, I think. Because, yeah, like Parks and Rec, maybe you're saying she's a little like spacey in that. Yeah. And this, she's more like an intelligent, almost even social person that's just mad. Yes, that's a perfect description. There's a hilarious scene where, yeah, they start censoring all of her F words. Because <sighs> I believe this was PG-13, yeah. so they did have to censor all that stuff. Yeah, I think they got one F-bomb out. And I was like, ah, yes, because it's yeah. PG-13. Yeah, you get one, yeah. right? Which is such a weird rule. They're I like, know. this is a thing that you're not allowed to say. You can say it once, I guess. This <laughs> <laughs> is a weird rule. But okay, you like the vegan fight because he's getting his butt kicked by this guy. And we find out it's because he has 
psychokinetic vegan powers. Yes. Did you recognize that guy as the guy that plays Superman, Brandon Routh? Yeah, that's right. Superman? He was in an earlier, <gasps> not the current Superman. Oh, uh, like the 2000, like the 2005, yeah. four, six, that one? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I saw that and it was so bad that I've blocked it out. Yeah, 2006. Okay, that sounds right. Kate Bosworth, yeah. you know, uh, James Marsden, Kevin Spacey. Wow. Uh, yeah, I remember that movie not being great. No. I don't think I've seen that actually, but um, yeah, he's Superman oh. in that. So I was like, wow, you get a lot of a lot of overlap in this one. You got Chris, you got Captain America's in this, Superman's in this, Captain Marvel's in this. Dang. Uh, I I just really liked that one because I was like, oh my god, yeah, vegan jokes have been around for so long. <laughs> I know it was like just the big joke of that is like, oh, isn't it so weird that he's vegan? That makes him different than everybody. Yeah. It was kind of yeah. It's probably because we do improv in Portland, and so I feel like so many people's default is like a vegan joke, especially when they're yeah. first starting out in improv. But it's like that. I think probably when this happened 2010 it was right about time when we were still making those jokes and it was great mm -hmm. and it was uh and they did it fine and i don't think we need any vegan jokes since but we've sure had plenty we have the the way he loses his powers i thought was very funny and like a different a, a different take on it because it, it turned out that he like yeah. broke veganism three times probably i assumed because he was like drunk yeah. or something because i feel like that's when people tend to break <laughs> veganism <laughs> That's true. He does. Um, he gets tricked into drinking something that doesn't have soy yeah. in it or something. Yeah. And basically, the cops, like the vegan police, come to arrest him. Yeah, and you find out that he he's also broken the law, the vegan law, a couple other times. It's like had chicken and stuff. Yeah. I, I liked those. Did you, did you notice the way they presented those two cops that came in and take him away? They came in and it like cut to them as like if it was a cameo appearance of like. Look who the two cops are that come get him. And I'm like, I don't recognize these guys. I had the same thought. Like, I was like, Yeah, I'm like, am I supposed who? to know these people? Yes. They're presented as celebrities. I, I felt the same way. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, because that is a thing. There's a style, there's a way in movies that they introduce a real cameo where it's like, oh wait, who's that person sitting behind the desk? Oh, they're spinning around. Oh, it's Art Garfunkel or whatever. Yeah. Um, actually, I would love to see that Art Garfunkel as a James Bond villain. Oh, yeah. Hit me up. <laughs> Daniel Craig, call me. But um, Knives Out. Anyway, yeah. Knives Chow. Uh, knives, <laughs> <laughs> knives Out, Knives Chow. So that was my favorite uh, X's battle. Yeah, there's so many great fights in this. and It does meet my standard of like not just fighting the same villain three times throughout the movie. It's like you get these all these different cool fights. And the stakes are lo uh, like lower. They're not. Um, the world yeah. is ending. You know, maybe that's true. temporarily for I mean, these two people, it might feel like it's ending, but it's not. You're so right. They make just relationship stuff mm -hmm. very epic. Mm -hmm. And, you know, yeah, it's just the opposite of that massive Avengers yeah. Endgame nine part series. Do we want to talk about the final battle? What final battle? Oh, the one, the one at the end? Yeah. The one yeah, that yeah. comes to the end before the credits? <laughs> yeah, because another surprise. Well, no, I think I probably did remember he was in this. Jason Schwartzman. I forgot he was in this. Playing Gideon Graves. So great. Um, he, yeah, he's cool. Yeah. He, he worked for me as like, not as a real villain, but as like a comic book villain. He was really f a fun person. Like he has a lot of personality. Yeah. Yeah. King of the like hipster nerds, like the most nerdy yeah. and the most hipster of all of the like nerdy hipsters. Who yeah, happened to like make it fun. in the biz? That was very that That's worked for me. What he does, yeah, it was great. And the I had forgotten that the like twist of the end because essentially there's mm. that first battle. The band has like signed with him. He basically has her as like a Princess Leia type deal, like Jabba the Hutt, Princess Leia at his side. Yeah, Gideon's stolen her back. Yeah, yeah, and. They go through this whole final battle. Michael Sarah's like fighting off everyone. He tells uh, Ramona oh, oh, he oh. loves her and he gets the power of love yeah. and like this giant yeah, sword, sword appears out of him, which is very funny. And he dies. He loses 
the battle. He loses. And I yeah. was like, oh my God, where do we go from here? He's in like Harry Potter limbo. Spoilers for the mm-hmm. seventh movie. Yeah. Hanging out with Snape's buddy Voldemort. Yeah. And he had grabbed a one up earlier. Yeah. So like a plus Using one a, life. Mm-hmm. Very video game as a plot, yeah. like trope as a plot point. Comes back to life. You get to see him basically, you know, it actually it's a funny video game joke, right? Because he just doesn't like come right back to life. He has to start over kind of at the beginning of the level and walk to walk to Jason Schwartzman's place, have the same conversations with some people, uh, which is very funny. Yeah. Though the first time he's coming in, he overhears a guy. There's some real good hipster jokes going on, not just the vegan thing um, and not just Jason Schwartzman's whole personality, but... Um, when he's coming into that place, uh, there's a guy saying like, oh, their first album is much better than their first album, <laughs> which is funny. And I think the second time he's saying something like, the comic book's better than the movie or something. <laughs> that is clever. good. That is clever. Um, clever. But he gets a second chance at this yeah. fight. And you're, Takes him down. I didn't even think of like the video game thing where it's like the second time you play the level, you're like, oh, well, I know how to do all this. So like skip, 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 skip. I can do this really yeah, quickly. Totally. I know that like you jump up here to do this and you can kill this guy really easily by doing this. And so they like, mm-hmm. they do speed that up. And that is funny. I did not notice that. I didn't even <laughs> think about it in that way. But yeah, totally. It just blows through the fight that you saw him do the first time yeah. before he gets to Jason Schwartzman. Then I'm like, okay, now to the boss battle. And then maybe even a deeper, another level of like video game joke is that he goes up to say something new to Jason Schwartzman, but he replies the exact same way as he did before. Because normally in a video game, you run up to where the boss is, and there's like 20 seconds of them being like, I'm the bad guy. So he just does that same little speech again. It's really, yeah, it's it's really on point for like video game fans. I'm sure they're all loving this. As one of them, I loved it. Yeah, I, I also did. I was glad... I didn't love that first fight and I had forgotten that he like gets a do over essentially. And I was very much just like, Oh, this is messy. Like knives chow comes out and he like admits that he cheated on both of them. And I did feel Mm -hmm. bad for him. I was like, he's a shitty person. But like, I felt bad that this is how it had to come out. But that first time he's admitting to them, he cheated on them and stuff. He's doing it in a coy way. He's still being uh, evasive. And so he's still really being an asshole. And that's actually, yeah, he does it right the second time yeah. of just actually owning his actions. I think we can all learn a little lesson from Mr. Scott Pilgrim today. Oh, also, remember when the vegan thing and he has that last final line, you used to be vegan, but now you're going to be gone. <laughs> and I did appreciate that line. There's a lot of a lot of quips like that. I mean, you've got to watch this movie and you'll, you'll pick up on all those kinds of fun things. That's right. I liked that a lot as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think he also, earlier in that fight, he punches the highlights out of someone's hair. That Yes, that was wild. That was very aggressive, and I'm glad that it was just punching the highlights out of her hair, because I was like, this is dark. Uh-huh. Oh, no, it was just the her hair color's gone. And it's, <laughs> it's setting up some stuff later, because later Scott Pilgrim's like, I couldn't fight a girl, but this other character was okay with it, and I think I was okay with it, because they've set up a world that is fantasy, where um, things don't hurt in the way normal things would hurt and stuff, and you can be, act in different ways. That's so true. There's like um, no blood does, in this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's Which true is, too. And when people die, they turn into yeah, coins. Yeah, exactly. Um, and sometimes the coins form the shape of a person <laughs> on the ground later, which I thought was funny. I saw that as well. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you know Uh-oh. that um, in the comic books or the, the initial ending film for this, because he does defeat Jason Schwartzman and... Kind of then it's going to sort it out with the two girls he's kind of in a love triangle with. And in the initial ending, he got back together with Knives Chow and they lived happily ever after. And Ramona Flowers kind of just went off and did whatever. But then the last issue of the comic came out and he actually did get end up getting back together with Ramona Flowers. So they filmed a new ending. Whoa. I, I, thought again i completely forgot the end of this movie and i thought he was gonna end up with knives chow it really looked like that there's definitely some and you know it's maybe stuff hangover from when they thought that's how it was ending because there's some real moments there where you're like oh they care about each other and they're good together they fight together and they're in sync and that's um you know like a metaphor for them being in sync as people of course like justin timberlake was he's in sync as people bye 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 
Bye. Bye. <laughs> but that brings me to the question, who do you think Scott Pilgrim should end up with? He does end up with Ramona Flowers. Does he? Is that right? Should he, should he be with Knives Chow? Uh, that's a great question. Who's good for either? Who's? Yeah. I want to say, I mean, neither. He obviously uh-huh. still has some growing to do. You're and right. I think he kind of realizes at the end of the movie, that's the whole point is that like he he's got to like do this himself. Right. Isn't yeah. that the well, second time he gets so. like the power of self-love or something instead of the power right. of yeah. in love. You're right. He does like learn to love himself and take responsibility for his actions. And so I think he and unless that final battle counted as like that whole journey just in one battle, which fair enough. Uh-huh. I didn't get that, but fair that's enough. fine. I'll make it clearer <laughs> next time. Edgar Wright. Show, don't tell. Gosh. But also tell me if it's not clear. (laughs) Give me a pill bottle that says these will make you fall asleep. (laughs) Yeah, Jennifer Garner. (laughs) I I don't, you know, I loved, by the end, he did have this chemistry with Knives Chow, but I don't think she, I don't think he's good for her. She's, maybe she's like young and naive in the ways of a young person might be, but she is a very awesome person. So she deserves better. Um, Ramona Flowers, on the other hand, kind of seemed like a fuck up in her own way. She had her own baggage. So actually, I'm okay with them ending up together. Because uh, yeah. I think they deserve each other more. Yeah. I agree with that take. Maybe yep. so. Um, what did you think of Ramona Flowers' wig? Or wigs, oh, I guess, because she kept changing the colors of her hair. Oh, man. This, I've... It's like, what is it? What does that hair it do? It is bad. I feel like I knew so many people on MySpace who had this hairstyle. Is it like... It's like a, back, it's like a reverse it? mullet. It's like a reverse mullet. I, you know, I was going to say the word bob, but I don't know what that actually means. That's but it's bob, like, yeah. yeah. Or, She's got this bob or reverse mullet, but then it's got like little... Two little hanging, what do you call those? Super long yeah. bangs that, that frame her face. And like the underside isn't dyed. And she's like, oh, I dye my hair every other week. And I'm like, why don't you just get the back then? Yeah. <laughs> why don't week two you finish your job, Jeez. goof? So that I didn't um, like. <laughs> yeah. She does change her hair, um, the three colors throughout the movie that um, correlate to the three uh Hold on, I, I was gonna write this down because I was gonna forget it. Oh yeah, the, all of her hair colors correspond to the colors of the three goddesses from the Legend of Zelda: oh. pink for Din, blue for Nairu, and green for Feror. That's fun. Din's fire, Nairu's wind, Feror's wind—something like that. That's a deep cut I wouldn't have gotten. Yeah, if you ever want to borrow my '64 and play the Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time, I'll let you borrow that. Oh, I'll think about Great. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this kind of thing where I'm like, for your own sake, don't take me up on that offer. Like <laughs> but if you have Mario Kart, oh, when this is all over, I'll come over and smash some Rainbow Road. Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, we should do some Mario yeah. Kart. That'd be dope. Oh, man, is that the movie? That's pretty much what's going on in the movie. Was there anything else um, that I missed that you wanted to talk about? I had a couple more like little facts cool. for us. That'd I think awesome. of just anything else that we didn't hit in the movie. Yeah. Um, well, hold on here. Oh, so okay, this because uh, Bill Hader is credited in this movie as the voice. I was like, what? Voice. I think he voiced some of the video game phrases that happen, like when somebody says "ko." Uh, I believe that's Bill Hader. That's fun. Mm-hmm. I like that. And uh, um, Chris Evans plays Lucas Lee, who is a movie star who, of course, um, instead of the director, he's the one that calls action for himself, which I did love. <laughs> like the director's like, and, and Chris Evans like, action. Um, he's just that stuck up. But the stunt doubles uh, in the movie, because Scott Pilgrim basically has to fight all of his stunt doubles. Very right. funny scene where he's like, grabs the guy. He's like, hey, let's fight. Oh, this is your stunt double. But all those stunt doubles were the actual stunt doubles for actor Chris Evans. That's pretty Whoa, cool. Whoa, that's cool. There were a bunch of them. They got, yeah. That's awesome. Pretty yeah. dope. Um, w- one more. Uh, you know, earlier in the film, when Sex bob are practicing in the house, they are amplifiers for their guitars, have logos that read Lame Brand. And near the end of the movie, when they're performing at Jason Schwartzman's rock club, they are dressed nicer and their amps say sweet brand on it. That's just a little like that's some classic Edgar Wright, just like putting all the details in there in case you want to see. That's it. cool. I yeah, I would love to do like a deep dive of all those types of cool little 
like Easter eggs in this and his oh, other movies because I'm, I'm sure, sure there are a ton. Oh yeah, dude. You know, don't go down a YouTube wormhole, <laughs> but just do type in any movie and then hidden bullshit and you'll spend <sighs> four hours that you could have been spending on final fantasy 13 i did that for parasite how am i gonna get my yeah i oh, watched yeah. like 10 different like 25 things you oh, might have missed in parasite because i finished oh, wow. it and i was like oh i know i missed everything i loved this movie but i must have missed everything and i did oh yeah, yeah. dude oh i got, actually gotta go check some of those They're really out good. yeah because parasite as we all know parasite is it's good. phenomenal it's phenomenal. As is this movie. And those Easter egg oh, yeah. things, I love them. I love them in a movie. Oh, yeah. Very fun. Yeah. Were there any other little factoids you had? Um, those are all the little factoids okay, cool. I have. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. For Scott Pilgrim versus the world. I guess in this, the world are the seven evil axes. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about like that connection Especially since we were like, oh, he's not against the world. There aren't like that big of consequences. But maybe for him. Yeah. It feels, it like, feels the like the world. Well, this is called Scott Pilgrim versus the world. And actually, before we get to final thoughts about mm-hmm. the movie, we need to play a game based <laughs> on that title. Oh, right. <laughs> we need to play a game and a, a game called This Movie Is Not About This. This movie is not about. That's right. It's another round of the game. This movie is not about this. Right. I will. Um, all of these movies are have verses in the title, just like Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Um, and all all these movies will have verses in the title. And I will. But since it's the game, this movie is not about this. I am going to describe to you what the movie is not about, and you have to tell me the title. Okay, perfect. <laughs> that Great. sounds easy as a peach. <laughs> <laughs> in my notes here, I put it, I left room for a section called summary, <laughs> and I never I never filled it out. So that's what this game's about. Hey, I couldn't think. even tell you. Derek couldn't even tell. So <laughs> good work. Great, great. Okay, let's play. This movie is not about okay. this. Okay, here's the first one. This movie is not about a junior prince versus the son of Jay Z. A junior. This movie. A junior prince. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. If you think of who that uh-huh. would be. And then uh-huh. that person is versing the son of Jay-Z. Oh no, this is gonna who be you don't a need to know the name long of long game. Do you got here, let's what sound it out. What are you hearing <laughs> like, anything in there? Little prince. So like No. Big princess. Junior prince. Ju- I'm sorry. So senior princess. <laughs> Okay, it's not an opposite <laughs> game. Do you know anyone that Junior Prince makes me think of? I was going to say you, but it's really making... Oh, Freddie Prince Jr. Any... Uh-huh. uh-huh. So this movie is not about a Junior no. Prince versus the son of Jay-Z. The son of Jay-Z. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What would you call the son of Jay-Z? Uh, Jay-Z if you Jr. Just... Uh-huh. No, if you're just labeling him like what he... <laughs> Literally is. Jay-Z's son. Uh-huh. Now take out the Z. Jason. Freddy versus okay, Jason. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hell yes. There it is. The okay. light bulb turned on. That's right. Well, that's one correct. This is this movie is not about this. The second question, this movie is not about E.T. Oh, no. I'm sorry okay. to bring him up. He's the, he's the most known of these. Okay. This movie is not about E.T., Versus a lion, tiger, or bear. Right. So I'm guessing it's not like Alex's fear versus something. I'm going to guess. No, that's right. That, that would have been close. Okay. Right. Um, I'm definitely afraid of E.T. I'm going to guess this is E.T. is the best known alien. Oh. And a lion, a tiger, or a bear, oh my, is a predator. So it's alien uh-huh. versus predator. I've caught on to the game. (laughs) Nice. You got it, dude. That's correct. Okay. This next question in this movie is not about this. This movie is not about a guy clumsily walking into Jerry Seinfeld's apartment versus a guy clumsily walking into Jerry Seinfeld's apartment. Okay. So I have famously never seen an episode of Seinfeld. And we're going to see, listeners, if this hinders her here. But I think I've seen enough 
um, like first five minutes because it came on after Friends and I didn't mm-hmm. change the channel. That yes, I we were on a break. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I got off the plane. That uh, <laughs> this is going to be Kramer versus Kramer. Kramer versus Couldn't Kramer. Name a movie. Any I, other character in that? Yeah. Elaine. That's the third character Elaine, I know. Good and job. Jason Alexander. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. it. Who plays Jason Alexander? <laughs> great. Um, good job. Yeah. That's pretty great. That was the third question in this movie. Is not about this. The next great. question. This movie, oh, this stuff. This movie is not about a kid that sits on the bench of a local baseball team and helps out and keeps doing that into adulthood versus a man that can't decide if he wants to order a less hearty stew. Okay. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> this movie, this movie is not about a kid that sits on the bench of a local baseball team and helps out and keeps doing that into adulthood. Versus a man that can't decide if he wants to order a less hearty stew. What are you thinking there? Oh, man. Uh, for the first one, oh, a water uh-huh. boy. A bat, a bat, bo- a uh-huh. bat boy becomes a bat man. And uh-huh. that would Correct. be. And, and then he, it's either it's that person versus, it's, this movie is not about that person versus a man that can't decide if he wants to order a less hearty stew. So he would be a. Superman? That's right. He'd be like a super man. Because he couldn't decide if he wanted to order. That'd be Batman versus Superman. That's correct. Donna's Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Still haven't seen it, but I'm sure I will. You you got four or five, Alex, and and luckily you have a chance to get a fifth one because we're going to the fifth one right now. It's the last question of this movie is not about okay. this. This movie is not about a guy who doesn't play in a rock band who only dates one woman at a time and doesn't have a Bollywood dance battle with the guy that played the lead in the 2012 film adaptation of Salman Rushdie's Midnight's Children. What movie is this? Could you say that again? (laughs) This movie is not about a guy who doesn't play in a rock band, who only dates one woman at a time and doesn't have a Bollywood dance battle with the guy that played the lead in the 2012 film adaptation of Salman Rushdie's Midnight Children and had a guest appearance on New Girl over maybe about six episodes. Have I seen this movie? You have. Have I seen it recently? Um, Have you seen it recently? Yeah, I would say uh, last 48 hours. Great. Um, So this is, I did watch, isn't it? Romantic last night, uh, starring <laughs> Rebel Wilson. <laughs> which okay, did you phenomenal. like that? It's free because it's on I, HBO right now, so you can watch it on Hulu. Oh, nice. Oh, I will check. That looks really it fun. It was great. Um, I love yeah, it. Yeah, it looks meta. It's very meta. Nice. Rebel Wilson. I actually am a fan of Adam. Um, yeah. Is Adam Devine is. in it? Is there some other? Yes, yeah, he's great in it. Chris Hems, not Chris, Chris. Liam Hemsworth in it. Very oh, funny. Oh, the Liam. Very funny. I still barely believe this he's guy exists, very but nice. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I'm. I don't think it's that, uh, which isn't okay. this is the other movie I've watched in the past forty eight hours. But I am going to say okay. this is uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. That's correct. It's Yay. the movie we just watched, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, and that's how we play. This movie is not about wow. this. This movie is not about. This movie is not about this. Not about this. Took took Great. me a second, but then I got it. That was. It was version uh, versus version. Versus version. Ooh, I hope I hope we bring Great. it back. Hey, we can bring it back in the future. Couldn't think of one for Joe versus the volcano, aka finish this right before we started recording. Didn't have time to do that one. I don't know that movie, so that's Thomas Hankson plays a guy. Thomas yeah. Tom Hanks. Famous typewriter lover, yeah. but also an actor, if you didn't oh, know. Oh, I just know him for his uh, large typewriter collection and his Instagram where yeah, he posts I... single uh, glove pictures. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. That's funny. Did you tell <laughs> me about that? Yeah, good stuff. Very <laughs> fun. Okay, that's our game. So now I think that does bring us near the end of the podcast where we could get back specifically to this versus movie, Scott Pilgrim versus yeah. the World, and kind of sum yes. it up. So... Yeah, do we want, have final yeah. thoughts. Does it deserve a sequel? Okay. Oh, okay. And then what would we name that sequel, right? Uh, okay. What do you want to rate it yes. out of one to five? Oh, 
one to five somethings, definitely. It could be. Uh-oh. It could be Bob bombs. It could be Bob bombs. It should. Well, I don't know if it could. Be, okay, but it should be. So and one to five Bob bombs because it took me like okay halfway through the movie before I even realized what they were saying. Uh, yes, until there's like a T-shirt that says that helped a lot. But even that, there's a hyphenation. Yeah, it gets confusing. Well, let's uh, let's get your final thoughts, Alex. What I loved think? this movie. It was incredibly entertaining. I watched this on like a tiny laptop while Matt played Madden, and so. I mean, nice. it wasn't, it wouldn't be hard to keep my attention, but this movie definitely kept it. <laughs> um, I love Michael Sarah. I love all the actors. Very well acted film. Very well directed movie. Um, yeah. I would give it a four out of five bob for sure. Nice. And I don't think, I think it's a great standalone movie. I wouldn't want to see a sequel of this. I mean, I'm, they could remake it. I could see them remaking this and that would be fun in like mm. 10 years. I think it's a cool story. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. also don't remake it. Come up with something new. Uh, but if mm-hmm. it was, if I were to yeah. rename it, I would rename it uh, <laughs> the thing that you used for the game that we just did. Uh, this is not, this movie, what was it called? This movie's not <laughs> this about This movie me. is not about this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Versus edition. So you wouldn't, <laughs> got it, versus versus version. Yeah. Great. Okay. okay I cool. have the, the same uh, to you. Looking to you, Jack. Okay. You know what? Yeah, I love this movie. It, um, I don't think you can say enough about, and we didn't, we haven't talked about it in crazy detail. Like Edgar Wright's directing, writing, editing style. Like the guy is incredible. If you haven't seen Shaun of the Dead, um, and all the great stuff that comes after that, Hot Fuzz, um, it's it's really amazing because so many movies are all just different flavors of the same thing. And his stuff is always is completely original. He has this amazing style, but it also varies in stuff. Like if you haven't seen this, if you haven't seen baby driver, if you haven't seen Shaun of the dead, hot fuzz, even, even the end of the world, uh, the war at world's end, whatever that one's called, man, this guy's amazing. I wish he had directed that ant man movie back in the day. Um, though I believe he took a break in writing that script to work on this. And I'm glad he did because he, no one could ever remake this better because he takes a comic book, which is hard to adapt, and makes it freaking amazing. So for that reason, I give it five bob five sex bob And I don't think it needs a sequel because it's, I think you said it right, it's perfectly a standalone thing. But if you did, I guess he's already really proven himself, Scott Pilgrim has, as like a tough guy. So he's already basically taken on the world. So I'd love to see a sequel and it would be uh, Scott Pilgrim versus Alien versus... <laughs> Jason versus Kramer versus Kramer is just a free for all. I would love to see that. That sounds great. I would watch it. You could probably make it. (laughs) I'll watch it. (laughs) Oh man, we did it. Another week. We did it. Wow. Another, another cougar. Uh, Feel free to rate us on your favorite podcast listening app. Feel free to subscribe to us on said podcast app. Email us any of your cool superhero stuff, whether it's thoughts you had or suggestions for a movie. It's superheroes at gmail.com. Dope. And that's it. See you, babies, next week. See you, babies. Bye. Bye. Bye.